Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is pool face. Welcome back. Um, so today we are talking Met Gala um, and Pool Face and among other things. But we're just super excited because the Met Gala was last night. Lauren, I feel like we just talked about the Met Gala, the um, American one. Oh, God, that's such a bad yeah, theme. That, um, episode about the makeup. We yeah, so we had a lot of pictures of like Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, because which year was that? That was like our favorite, the Vatican one. Oh, the Vatican one, Vatican. And I feel like we finally had a comparable year to the Vatican. I really, I really do. I mean, well, what did you think about this year? I thought it was really good. I was definitely entertained. Um, I felt like at the beginning, because I followed mainly on Instagram, I didn't feel like a lot of people were following the theme, but a lot more looks are coming out now. And um, some people had some really amazing um, whole looks going on. Yeah. So the theme was the gilded, gilded glamour, gilded glamour. And I think... Um, to me, the Gilded Age, um, which is so funny because I just watched the Gilded Age on um, HBO, HBO, uh, by the yep. people that did Downton Abbey. And so to me, the Gilded Age is like that late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, specifically New York City, um, and then specifically Gatsby, just like that kind of ideal of things. Um, I think of like getting dressed for dinner. Um, I think of like the high immigrant population that were like the employee employees of these wealthy people. I think of like um, the what do they call them? The muck, uh, you know, Flagler and Henry Ford. Um, all of those guys. What are they called? Yeah, I also think of a lot of like details, like gold details and mm-hmm. accessories and the opulence mm-hmm. of it all. And um, a lot was coming into fashion then with the corsets mm-hmm. and the much b- bigger, larger dresses, but being like very snatched up on like the waist area mm-hmm. with detail. And the bosoms were out and mm-hmm. the milky skin and the the, the face that is radiant and um, oh, the blush work then as the well. So work. yeah, a yeah. lot of that comes to mind I- as well. I think of so my my in my previous life I was an environmental um, environmental science major and we talk a lot about this age because of the feather hunting plume hunting that took place in the Everglades that decimated the populations here um, they would essentially the birds were so plentiful here they could just shoot them and the birds wouldn't fly away they cut off the head and the arms and the legs and just take the bodies and then just leave them and they specifically do it when when they're um, having their babies in their nests because the birds won't leave the nest. So even though they're shooting at them, they won't leave them. 
Um, and it truly wiped out a lot of the population down here. And it actually started some of the first environmental protection acts and animal acts. So just, you know, to make it all awful because Kelsey ruins everything um, and to make you real sad. But this was a really big time in fashion for feathers as well. Ladies love okay, the feathers. I was hoping that we were circling back to that because I was like, whoa, what a journey. <laughs> were they wearing the feathers or were they just being mean to these no, birds? No, if the <laughs> demand and price of feathers, feathers were worth more than gold. Now I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Feather- uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so lots of feathers on them too. And feathers really are beautiful. They should we should not be hurting the animals. Um but so, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, back to the so, Met Gala. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. So I'm just gonna like list off some of the sure. looks that um I saw that I liked and we could just like go and talk about them. So mm-hmm. first I wanted to talk about um Gigi's puffer Versace getup. So she was wearing it like a very corseted latex red um red getup with pants and this huge puffer jacket that just like took me back to the 90s with like puffy and mace style. I did not get it. And I got so much Missy Elliott vibes. Like you said, the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I just liked it for the look. I don't always worry if they follow the theme because it, you know, people are all over the place at this event. I'm here for a theme. No, I I like that. I just, um, I I just liked Gigi's get up. It was a good one. Um, all right, so let's go into Kendall. I thought she was the only Kardashian that actually understood the assignment. Are you seeing – so I did see a lot of people saying that you can tell that Kanye dressed the entire family because once he's no longer there, like, nobody – they all looked like trash. They looked so bad. I'm, yeah, I mean, Kylie – Kylie, all I got was, like, bachelorette party, Miami bachelorette party. Just, Just – I don't – and so – I so while I was watching E and they were talking about these looks and what they were saying is the designer who she wore that was one of the last looks before he died. So it was supposed to be a tribute to this designer. But I'm good. I'm <laughs> if, What are you saying Kylie's outfit was sorry. a tribute? To- yes, Kylie's outfit. Oh, okay. Um do you remember who it was? The designer? No. no of course not. Um, no, but I do agree. I loved Kendall's look. What did you think of Kendall's blonde brows? I am dying. I keep going back to looking at her makeup looks. It's amazing. I love it. I thought the way that they paired the makeup with the blonde brows was stunning, especially because, um, they gave her the big eyelashes, which Mm -hmm. I would think sometimes with the blonde brow, you would kind of like mute everything out and, um, maybe make the lashes blonde and stuff like that. But the choice to do like the big flirty lash and of course her skin looks amazing. Um, yeah, I loved it. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I was a really big fan. I think Kendall is, um, kind of the, so it was a Prada gown and I think she's definitely like the understated Kardashian, but I think she is the, um, classiest, I want to say. I don't know. I like, I tend to like her. Um, okay. Kylie. I like her a lot too. And this is what she does for a living. You know what I mean? Like she is the actual like professional supermodel of the family that like somebody would choose her to dress her, you know, separately Mm -hmm. and just kill the look. Cause she had a completely different team than the rest of the family. Right. So Kylie was wearing off white, but I don't know the name of the actual designer who had Mm -hmm. passed away, but that, that was the, the brand that she was wearing. 
Oh, okay. Well, Kylie and Nicki Minaj were both doing that thing with the baseball caps. And um, I I didn't like that at all. I just wish they would stop trying to make the baseball cap happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love, did you see Zoe? I'm probably saying this wrong. Douche, douche. I think her last mm-hmm. name is D-E-U-T-H. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had this beautiful like lavender lace dress and um like a la- lilac eye with some shimmer on it and it was like a cat eye and her hair was super dark and it was beautiful did you see that I did I originally thought she had like elf ears but oh, they, but her her little <laughs> butterflies in her hair I was like she got little uh Lord of the Rings elf ears going on um but they're butterflies super cute super 90s I liked it yeah that was pretty um Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B killed it they looked well put on the theme and they were just stunning and fabulous yeah I I of my top three favorite looks Megan Thee Stallion is in my top three I loved that the shoulder feather looking um shrug she was wearing I thought it was so cool yeah that was awesome did you catch Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas okay okay so ah okay I kind of hated this I kind of hated it because Sophie Turner looked sick like ill (laughs) okay okay I got very like um medieval Europe like oh yeah I got that era too it it was definitely more medieval yeah I got medieval Europe it was just kind of creepy to me I thought he looked great but she her hair was very dark um her makeup very pale I I don't know I I don't know (laughs) It was like a Mona Lisa painting. It, I loved it. It was it dark was. and crazy. It was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, then. And the Euphoria cast. Yes. So Sydney Sweeney, they said she was channeling Miss um, Marilyn Monroe, who she was definitely a theme of this one and also a theme of our episode today. We're going to talk about her a little bit later. What did you think of Sydney Sweeney's? So clearly she looked amazing. Um, Loved her hair, loved her makeup. I, and and the dress was gorgeous. I just kind of felt like Tori Burch is like about to launch a bridal line and just wanted us all to see it. It it was weird to me. Yeah. It felt, I don't know if it was very Met Gala. No, it it felt like she didn't understand the assignment and she just went out on her own. Like it was, it was a little more like maybe you're at the American Music Awards, you know, like maybe I was full avant garde bridal, like editorial bridal, the whole bottom like removed, and then she was in like a short white dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I mean, Sydney Sweeney is beautiful and she looked great. But I'm just not sure. Amazing. Yeah. Now, Maud, Maud is in my top three. Maud is 100% in my top three. Beautiful old Hollywood with the bob and the like vampire red oxblood lip. Just the, the, the mole, the beauty mark, just all of yeah. it. All of it. She was in um, Mew Mew. Um, and I believe she said she was wearing Cartier diamonds too. Just good for you, girl. At her first Met Gala too. I love that. Yeah, she looked amazing. Yeah. And then um I thought Chris Jenner's hair was adorable. Chris Jenner. Yeah. So she was saying that she was channeling Jackie O. Um, there's a very famous yellow, you know, asymmetrical dress that Jackie O uh wore. And and I definitely saw the Jackie O reference there. Um, which okay. is so well, now- is weird that Kim was basically Marilyn. Right, right. A little incestuous. <laughs> a little incestuous. Yes. Um, so what did you think of 
let's talk about Kim. Oh, wait. Before we talk about Kim, I have one more look I wanted to talk about, which is Cara, Cara De, De Levine. I just saw that. And then I have one more after that. Yes, Kara. Okay. What did you think of Kara? Okay, because, okay, I'm going to tell you why I loved it. I loved it because she was painted gold. Yes, it was so neat. It was, and even her feet, her arms, her hands, it's just like this gilded gold. It gives, I don't know, it, I loved it. I mean, she always, she definitely shows up to make a statement. Last time it was Peg the Patriarchy, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, the video that I just saw was her coming out with her cane and then she was doing like a lot of twitchy movement and like the comments were just so awful, like really being mean to her. But I was curious if she was either doing that to kind of like get people talking, if she was doing it because she was painted so gold and there's all the flash. So really you have to know how to move and work anything on your body when you're an actual model. And like the only point of the Met Gala is you're on a red carpet and it's for the pictures. And I think she's just a sick model. And a lot of really good models just constantly keep moving their body um, in different ways to just go click, 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 flash, flash, flash. You keep taking the pictures. Oh, Um, you, you see this with the difference. If you watch videos, you can tell the difference between models and non-models because the models are constantly moving when they're in front. They're not just standing there posing. Oh, yeah. It's not one pose. Yeah. So everybody was like making fun of her. But I'm curious as to why she was doing that, because it could be the other two or it could just be Kara being freaking wild, which I love that anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's allowed to do whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then who else do we need to talk about? Blake Lively. Queen. (laughs) Queen of the Met Gala. Uh, Did you? So I think other than her reveal, which was amazing. And she talked about how it was inspired by um, the Lady Liberty, Statue of Liberty. And she was in Versace. But her sweet husband's face, when he saw her transformation, did you see pictures of him? No. Oh, he looks like a he looks like a little kid on Christmas. Just like so ex- like what? Just couldn't believe it. So impressed. This party with this pretty Barbie. I love it. Like, just childlike like that. Yeah, he's at, like, the bottom of the stairs watching this reveal, and he just looks so excited for her. It was super cute. I love that. That's adorable. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kim um, is was – so, first of all, she was the last one on the runway, Mm -hmm. which I I think is really – do you have to, like, reserve that to be, like, the last look? Like, how do you get to be that? Well, I think that this has been in Vogue's plan the whole time to have her on the cover wearing the Maryland dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because this was supposed to be such an iconic fashion moment, they probably gave her that spot because she also was only in that dress for a few pictures and then took it off. Um, so I'm just assuming that. But but I find it so fascinating because there was a time where Kim was not invited to the Met Gala and it was like her biggest dream and goal. And then she got into the Met Gala just because Kanye was like, she's coming. And then this year she like came to the Met Gala, has the last slot and shows up in Marilyn Monroe's dress. Like talk about whether you love her or hate her, like going for your goals and dreams. Like that is insane to me that they allowed that to happen. Um, but yeah, that's all I would think with that last slot situation. I don't know if it's reserved or not. Mm-hmm. I, I think she looked stunning. I mean, that the pictures we keep seeing with that kind of um, tan background of her head on. I mean, she mm-hmm. looked amazing. She looked stunning. The blonde, um, 
you know, so interesting, such a contrast with her kind of tan skin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she definitely. Um, yeah, she, I thought she looked beautiful too. I don't really know what else to say about it. Like, it's just, I just, I think I'm like still in shock that it happened. Like, I cannot believe that's like, no one has worn that dress since Marilyn Monroe. And like, that was the dress. And it was like, to me, it's like thinking of something being like brought out of a time capsule or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe it was touched by someone and then on their body. Right. So, so you said that she only wore it for a little bit and then she only wore it for the red carpet. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, that's what I have read. And then she took it off. And I wouldn't imagine that she would be allowed to be in it longer. Right. I It was really kind of just like a costume setup of like this happened, you know? Yeah, this that is a piece I would imagine would be in a museum. I think it, it is in a museum. Mm-hmm. Usually. Um. So super interesting that she wore that. Um. On the flip side, we are seeing, I mean, the, the fact that she lost 16 pounds to fit into it she did her like crazy crash dieting I don't know if you remember that one year she did that like wet look and she had just given birth maybe a few weeks prior and so Mm -hmm. she put a lot of stress on her body to be able to fit into that dress you do you know which one I'm talking about the wet exactly what you're talking Mm -hmm. about yeah the wet looks super tan and she had that Mm -hmm. silver dress on that was like one leg out and yes I remember yeah it was so tiny. Yeah. So like right under her butt. Mm-hmm. And she I think um, she is an example of something that we accepted in the early 2000s that these stars crash dieted and, and um, aggressively changed their bodies to fit into things um, and, you know, displayed their bodies like that. But now when I read that, I had such I had such a distaste for for all of that. It makes me it makes me not like it, to be honest. Yeah, I there's a part where I just wish Kim would stop talking about anything she does to get into these dresses. I mean, first off, that dress cannot be altered. Like you have to alter your body to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you have goals in life and you want to cut something out because you're trying to get to a certain goal, celebrities do it a lot when they're trying to get in for different roles. I mean, I work around a lot of models. Unfortunately, sometimes people are cutting food at certain points to reach a certain look. And I think we also need to talk about the other famous, beautiful women that do it too. I mean, JLo does not eat sugar and carbs. Um, Beyonce, before her last big um, concert, she boasted about like basically the lemonade cayenne pepper diet where she doesn't right. mm-hmm. at all. And um, I think it's more about society and how we don't let women age and we don't let women not look a certain way. And maybe we've created this own hell for ourselves where people idolize people that look a certain way, but then we're trying to say the other half of the world is trying to like criticize them and say like, that's not what the most beautiful woman looks like. But then it's also like mean on everybody's part. Um, it's just all kind of sick. Like <laughs> So, and so I have a question and I'm wondering if you know the answer. So once you go, so you do the red carpet and then you Mm -hmm. enter the Met Gala, then what happens? What do they do once they're inside the Met Gala? That's a good question. I don't know any of that. I literally have no idea. With like DJs and they're just taking pictures and stuff. I think they're just walking around talking about their clothing. I think so too. And talking about how they want to get out of it because yes. they're all like sewn and stitched in last second. And that's another thing I appreciate about the Kardashians. We all got to go to that one Met Gala with her and it was fascinating to see the behind the scenes and what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get a glimpse into that before. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you know who we didn't talk about? Let's talk about Courtney and Travis. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what do you think about Courtney and Travis? Like, what what do you what are you saying about their outfits? Courtney and Travis outfits. I just I've read about the art behind it. I know it was symbolic. I just don't um aesthetically it wasn't pleasing to my eye. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I have a question for you. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these pictures of Travis and he definitely is wearing makeup, right? He's Oh yeah, he Oh, there's some really cute videos of him on the internet of getting glam done now that he's like part of the family and he's just a sweet guy and he's like oh moisturizer like I've never put this on my face and like you know he's just along for the ride but yeah he definitely has makeup on okay so I was like his contour is is he he definitely so good and you oh wow yeah he's got highlighter on he's got contour on yeah, go to Travis Barker's actual Instagram if you're listening and like look at his picture where he's like sitting on the chair and like, wow, it's so natural and beautiful. Right. I'm like, I wonder, does do they share a makeup artist? Yeah. So men's grooming is a huge thing um, to get into. And that is the point of that makeup is you're learning um, makeup and products that really look natural on the skin. But men wear makeup in high- Hollywood all the time. They kind of have to. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of speaking of the Kardashians, um, I want to circle back to Kim real fast. Um, Kim and Pete. Did you see that they're alleging that Pete has a new tattoo for Kim? Kim's kids? Yes. With everybody's initials on it, like on his neck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I okay. (laughs) I really I think Kim probably likes him because he's probably very uncomplicated. Right. She's definitely dated these very complicated men. She's dealt with the high maintenance. She's dealt with, you know, and and Pete probably brings a lot of uncomplicatedness. He's probably very nice to her. Right. He Like she's probably dated these men that were jerks to her and made her like work for their affection. I just I don't know. I think I see it like nobody else sees it. I freaking see it. (laughs) Like I just yeah, like you're saying, he's not high maintenance. And I just feel like they have a lot more in common than you think. I mean, Kim may look like this like mega sex pot person, but she's kind of like robotic almost like in her outer looks. And I just feel like she's just a deep, weird nerd like on the inside. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think she's dealt with complicated dramatic men and I think she just had to have this guy from New York's you know from Long Island just be you know he definitely brings like a a hometown regular feel to the aspect um and he doesn't claim to be a a genius right (laughs) or anything also very like mentally aware like he goes to therapy I feel like you can have a real conversation with him like I don't know I think he's like I think he's someone that admits like yep I have flaws and they require work and things like that yeah and she probably can just have 
Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got excited because oh. I had a thought. <laughs> but I like feel like every man has kind of used her almost as their own platform too. Yes. almost kind of treated her as an object. The more I talk about it, it's so similar to Marilyn Monroe, because I also feel like the same way that we act like Marilyn Monroe was so loved in the day. She was not. All the women thought she was this like floozy slut that was trying to take their husband. And they didn't talk kindly about her back then. No, they you were know? so mean and, to like, her. Yeah, and I feel like he's the first person that's just like, whoa, like, mm -hmm. you're really good at what you do. Like, you tried that, and you were awesome. You know, and, like, that's all she's trying to do at the end of the day is, mm -hmm. like, just do good at her work. Right. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about Marilyn Monroe. So you and I both watched um, a Netflix movie called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes. And it follows this guy who he was someone that um, was actively seeking out the suspicion around her death. Um, he did a lot of interviews for people who knew her um, kind of through a lot of her stardom, different phases of her stardom through her different marriages. Um, and it's just a kind of an alternate glimpse into her life. I mean, there's been tons of Marilyn um, documentaries and movies and things like that. And I think we're all pretty well aware that she was a small town girl that came into Hollywood Um struggled with mental illness, had men and Hollywood take advantage of her. Um, and then there, you know, she was definitely labeled like the, the, the slut, right. The sex, the sex pot, right. Mm -hmm. Typecasted. But she also, she definitely wanted to see herself as an artist and definitely wanted to see herself in the theater and to be taken seriously. Um, what did you think of everything? Yeah, I think you did such a good job of summarizing oh. that. And um, based, you know, on me on the more emotional level, mm -hmm. I really thought the point needed to be driven home about how she was an orphan and never felt love and never right. felt like she knew what love was. But she made the entire world fall in love with her. And yet she still never felt actual real like human connection love her whole life. And that's just devastating and heartbreaking. And I also find it fascinating, like we're saying that people didn't really take a liking to her all the time. And she had to fight in her career to be taken seriously. And she never felt she was a good actress or a good singer. And if you ever watch her movies, like she's the most captivating, amazing thing you'll ever see. Like you can't take your eyes off this person when they're doing anything. Would you agree when you saw some of the clips? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. There's a reason she, she had this stardom. She, um, she very similar to Kim Kardashian. She had this character that she played. She knew how to smile and she knew how even when she walked. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it was like she floated almost or it, yeah. it was just everything. You just wanted to watch her the whole time. And I think she was so desperately seeking unconditional love that she didn't experience as a child. And I think yeah. she one of the other things she really wanted was to be a mother. Um, yeah. And she. <laughs> That she was pregnant at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did lose the baby, um, which is super sad. I think she lost the baby because I think she there was a smushmortion involved. Mm -hmm. No, I think she, I think it was um, 1950s using pills and smoking and drinking. Why pregnant? I get that, yeah. With you. Um, but, I mean, maybe. But I will say... Um, the they showed a lot of photos of her during her marriage with Arthur Miller and they lived somewhere in uh somewhere in the northeast and i think those are some of my favorite marilyn monroe pictures of Same. her mm -hmm. uh, when she was in her her 30s like mm -hmm. it, it just 
Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, just her in the countryside. She always had like daisies or flowers or she just it seemed like she could just like enjoy herself, you know, and find herself. And I think at that point they said she was doing she was writing a play. And I think that's when she really was wanted to own an entire production company. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and and I think those are times where she really wanted to see herself to be taken seriously, you know, as as an actress, not just a sex symbol. And, and I think she was on her way there. And then I think Arthur Miller just totally crushed her down. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, ugh, he is the worst. I yeah. hate him. Yeah. And and uh, then so what the mystery was is the mystery surrounding her death. And so you did find out that there. There was some things that didn't quite add up about her death. Like there were, I mean, he interviewed um, ambulance drivers that they came and picked her up and took her to the hospital when the report was that the maid walked in and found her in the morning um, dead. And um, so it just didn't make sense why they were, you know, changing the story about this. But I, what it seems to be is that the night of her death, she did have a conversation with Bobby Kennedy that did not go so well, um, basically saying, you know, leave me alone, like you and your brother just use me and pass me around, which they did. They did Mm -hmm. use her. They did pass her around. Um, They were, you know, known playboys that just used her. And so whether she had intended to commit suicide or it was an accidental overdose, you know, we don't know. But it did occur you know, following a conversation with one of the Kennedys. And I think all of this was done to keep the Kennedy name not associated with that. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, and I want to rewind a little bit because it's really interesting to me how watching all of this scrutiny on Kim Kardashian and whether she was even worthy to wear this dress and people are like, Marilyn was so iconic and Kim's not. And the point is that shit, I just lost my whole train. Oh, no, no. We're going back to Bobby Kennedy. Okay. So that whole situation where she's saying happy birthday, Mr. President, like they're acting like that was a beautiful, gorgeous political moment. But I just feel like it's such a haunting moment because it's like she almost was invited there, like kind of as a joke, like everyone knew that they were kind of having this like romance between like the three of them and then Marilyn started being invited into these circles and then once they realized that she could probably understand the things that they were talking about in U.S. history that were really important they just iced her out and threw her away like she was nothing and Mm -hmm. that's so heartbreaking right and then there was the whole thing that she associated with they tried to label her a communist that she yeah. associated with. Com- they're like, oh, she was friends with known communists. So she's definitely a communist, you know, and it's like, just leave her alone. You guys are using her. And then once you realize that she's not just a body, you know, that she's there's actually a mind there. You try to make her a threat and take her out. Yes, exactly. It was a really, really good um, movie and it was done really well. Well, so this is going to bring me to the book that I'm reading right now because I think you would really like it. So right now I'm reading a book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And this is um, she is a um, a celebrity of from that time period of the late 1950s, you know, movie star. Um, she talks about at one point she talks about going to see her movie premiere at the Chinese theater. Um, so she, you know, it's 
kind of her, um, essentially she's telling her story to this reporter. Um, and she's, you know, notably the most famous actress in the world, you know, that's been in the scene for a very long time. She's um, in her late 70s or 80s when this book is being written or the interview is taking place. Um, and it's really, int- it, you know, it's just it's classic like she's in the Hollywood scene and she kind of has to play the game because men don't take women seriously and she has to kind of let them control her a little bit and typecast her and you know she knows that she has to dress a certain way look a certain way act a certain way they made her go on dates they picked who she went on dates with um and it, it reminded me of the story of um oh the lady who played Dorothy oh oh I know I know. Judy, 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 Judy Garland, Judy Garland. Yes. It reminded me of her story. Reminded me of her story. Judy, they were so controlling to Judy Garland and Judy Garland was like 14. Like <laughs> she, she was oh, so, yeah. she was so young. They were choosing what she could eat and making her go on dates and, and just all of this stuff. And so, but I'm really, really enjoying this book and I, I think you would like it too. It's just a classic summer poolside read so I know like sometimes you like to read your self-help books but if you need something a little lighter you might enjoy it yes definitely thank you no but I'm living for that and I love that we have so many of these stories coming up because Mm -hmm. it's just a really fun rabbit hole to keep falling into Mm -hmm. together it's definitely a reoccurring theme Mm-hmm. Um, I had started a new podcast. I think you would really like to, um, it's called therapist uncensored. And okay. so it is two therapists and they kind of talk about different topics and they call their listeners neuro nerds. And Ooh. I know that's you, you're a neuro nerd. And yeah. they, they talk about sort of a, what's happening in the brain. And then, So they talk about in kind of like a physiological sense, but then they also talk about it in, um, so what does that look like behavior wise? What does that look like situational wise? And so they kind of talk about different topics. So one of them that I listened to was on self-criticism. One of them was about, um, attachment focusing. One is about family reconciliation and healing trauma, training your brain to thrive during stress. Um, so sometimes it's just the two of them. Sometimes they have guests on it. Um, but the one I listened to about self-criticism was really interesting because it was about um, like defense mechanisms mm-hmm. um, and like kind of why we why we criticize ourselves. Um, and so they talk about call out culture and it, it's good. It's really, really good. So I know. Okay. Click subscribe. I've been looking through all of them while you've been saying them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I like lined up with some of the ones you were listening. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this looks awesome. But Thank if you. if you're a person that is working on yourself, which we should always be working on yourself, and you just kind of wonder like, why do I act a certain way? Or what is actually happening here? Or why does maybe my partner act this way? Or my boss act this way? Or things like that. It's always, I find that the more you learn about these processes in our brain I find the more um understanding you are of people around you I think for me it makes me a better coworker, a better wife a better friend um a better family member that I'm like oh they're responding to you know um this is a defense mechanism they're using to protect themselves. They've established this behavior as a result of, you know, losing something or not having this or, you know, exactly what we talked about with Marilyn. But I think it just makes us better humans. I, I, that's why I'm obsessed with psychology, not mm-hmm. only to understand myself, but it helps me to, like, understand others along the way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so I have a minor. It's so funny. I have a minor in interdisciplinary studies, which is like, what is even that? What does that even mean? And it basically means I know how to work with people from all different backgrounds. It's about learning what like almost personality tests, learning like about different people and then how to work with those different people. And this she plays well with with others. I I had to learn. I had to get my minor in playing well with others. I had to, I had to take classes and learn how to do it. Didn't come natural. Um, but this is what, this is what that reminds me of. It's just like the more you learn about behavior patterns, the more understanding you can be of other people. Yeah. And thank goodness for podcasts. You know, I did something the other day where I just went to the search bar and I put in CPTSD and found some good podcasts and listened to them like just during the day, like cleaning my house. And it was really refreshing just to like, cause I think a lot of psychology podcasts um, are there to help you when sometimes I'm in true crime world, which is really just like focusing mm. on the bad event. Um, and then I forgot how uplifting some of the mental health podcasts were. And it made me go in that route again. I have, I have one more podcast I want to tell you about. And, and I think it's, um, it's a podcast, but also a YouTube channel based on what type of media you like to consume. And I've told you about this girl before, but it's called the financial confessions and her name is Chelsea. And I like her for two reasons. A, she grew up in Annapolis. Um, and she's around our age. I think she might be a year younger than us or so, but she was like the, so where Lauren and I are from is Annapolis, which is very yuppie. Um, but she was like the, the like lower middle class kid in Annapolis. So she always felt like, um, just really bad about herself. Um, and she, she worked at the yacht club and talked about that was when she realized how much she hated rich people. Um, so then she went away to college and made horrific financial decisions that ended up her ended her in a lot of credit card debt, a lot of student loan debt, just really in a bad financial place because she didn't have financial literacy. And um, so now she she created this business because she educated herself in financial literacy. And her goal is to educate everybody, but specifically women um, in finances, things, everything from paying off debt to student loans to savings, retirement, investments, all of that. But in very easy to understand ways, because finance can seem really overwhelming and intriguing. Um but she talks about really interesting topics on there. So finance can be a little boring. But for example, her most recent episode is a couples therapy, um, talking about prenups, anxiety, and having financial honesty with your partner. Um, she did an episode about um, uh, why... Nexium and scams. Yes. And, and you know, she talked about... Well, she's, oh, <laughs> she's a giant Real Housewives fan, too. Like oh, yeah, unapologetically. Of, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unapologetically. She talked about um, fast fashion um, mm-hmm. and how like the Shein and TikTok um, and fast fashion. It's it just really interesting stuff. So she either has like smaller videos on YouTube or these longer episodes, which are also podcast episodes, um, but just kind of interesting looks on finances and different topics. Um, and so I, I'm a really big fan of her. And I think as women, we need to talk about finances and educating yourself on finances and, um, you know, coming some, you know, a lot of us didn't make great financial decisions in our twenties and then we have to pay for them in our thirties. Um, but we can always better ourselves and always learn more. 
Well, I think you also brought up another interesting point, not only as women, but also if you don't come from money, um, financial literacy is a real thing. And when you're around different economic backgrounds, you will see that rich people think of money totally different than someone that doesn't have money. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a fascinating topic to discover. And I'm glad that she's educating on that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I learned a lot about money working in the resort industry um, because you learn there's a really big difference between rich people and wealthy people. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> and like the rich people are the freaking worst. Wealthy people are cool. Wealthy people are fine. Rich people, the worst. New money, if you will. New money, they're the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. And new money, I feel like, are the ones we see on Housewives that end up bankrupt. I mean, that makes me think of well, like absolutely. the the um, ju- ju- Judices from. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Judices. I always think of um, Below Deck, the yacht show. I feel like you yes. see a lot of new money on that, too. Like where they go. To... Do you watch that? I do. OK, I do. Aaron and I watch it because Aaron was hop- hospitalized a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that. It was like right before covid. And yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have cable during that time. And so when he was in the hospital, he watched Below Deck. And so I would go sit in the hospital with him and we would watch Below Deck. It's a solid show. <laughs> so and it's funny because I live um, I live in South Florida. Fort Lauderdale is the yacht capital of the world. And so we have a lot of the yachties here that live here. And so I've talked to yachties before and they say like wealthy people like don't want to talk to you and it's not that they don't want to talk to you it's like they say thank you and then they move on mm-hmm. but rich people are like the obnoxious ones they're the yeah, ones that get... that's what I'm... yeah they're the worst and they're the ones that make the good television on below deck yeah yeah they're also the ones that are always in like fight or flight and that's why I think they have to talk to everybody because they have to be like so like shot up on cocaine Adderall <laughs> everything because if they ever stop the money stops you know and like wealthy people like the money's been there the money ain't going nowhere <laughs> the money's invested like right that's, good. that's good. <laughs> so funny that's so funny um <laughs> So let me see. Podcast, books, Netflix. Oh, okay. I did. Um, so I've been using a lot of makeup and I, so I did a four part makeup and skincare review on our TikTok. Um, just, yeah, just kind of speed reviews about a bunch of stuff I've been using. Um, you know, cause I've purchased a few new things in my collection or I've had things that I've been using more of but the one I want to shout out specifically is the flower beauty jet set spray so this is a spray powder and to set your makeup and it's like nothing I've used before it's an aerosol spray it doesn't feel like you're spraying powder on your face but it also doesn't feel like a liquid and then it doesn't make you feel powdery or I was worried that it I would feel very powdery or you know it would not evenly distribute anything it just has my makeup feeling set but so light like I actually prefer it over putting powder on my face to be honest with you um so I've I've already repurchased another one because I think this is like it's a way to set makeup without adding heavy layers I want I need you to get this Lauren I need you to experience this because it's so crazy I know. I actually um, looked for it. She sells at Ulta. Not sorry, Ulta Target, right? She, I don't know if she's at, yes, she's at Target. She's at Ulta. Where do you even buy Flower Beauty? Um, I go to CVS. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go to CVS. Um, because she's always, because Ulta, they're always sold out of everything. 
And yeah, I've noticed I haven't been able to find it because I really was looking for it this mm-hmm. weekend because, you know, I am I only spent three hundred and fifty dollars at Ulta <laughs> uh, this weekend and opened a credit card and then texted you immediately. <laughs> I know, but you got some good stuff. No, but I was looking for Flower Beauty while I was there, too, because oh. I was all about buy- trying this powder. I wanted to ask you, what shade of NARS blush did you buy? during your haul? I bought Orgasm X and Orgasm. And this was why, because I have been using the Milani Luminoso, which is like the dupe for Orgasm all over the internet. And the problem with that is the Milani packaging is so thick and bulky. And I probably had it in my kit for about five years now. I absolutely love that blush. I probably use it on like 85% of the people. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the NARS now. I'm a big girl. I'm going to get this one out of the kit. I swatch them all. They're all different shades of peach and I need them all. You know, (laughs) I okay. I am probably the only person on earth who isn't a fan of NARS orgasm. Oh, gosh. Have you seen the orgasm X? No, no. Oh, my God. It's so good. Is it? like it though um I just think it's maybe a little uh shimmery for yeah it's too shimmery light for like some people but on some darker skin tones it shows up really nice um but the orgasm x almost has like a fruit punch feel to it and Mm. I it's it's perfection it's it's not I feel like I'm too fair you are that's what I was trying to say like I think it shows up on us like um little tinkerbell highlighter Right. I I think the orgasm on medium skin, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And Asian skin. Oh, okay. Mm But, um, and so I, but I just think there's like an iridescent to it that to me looks like I didn't blend in my highlighter Mm -hmm. all the way. But you know what I do like is the orgasm in the, the, it's a stick, but they call it the multiple. Mm. And something about it, so it's meant for, you can do cheeks, you can do lips, you can do eyes, that kind of thing. But something about the shimmer in the cream formula and that kind of stick formula doesn't, yeah. yeah, it works, it blends a little bit nicer into my skin tone. Yes. And if you are listening and you think highlighter looks beautiful, but you're struggling with it, it's probably because you're in the powder highlight section. If you switch over to your cream highlights, you will just look otherworldly. I'm telling you, give it a try. There, I think some of NARS, I think NARS is um, one of those brands that maybe is not as popular on the internet, but is consistently like, I think it will always be around and I think it will always be consistent because it's such staple quality. Like they have um, the blush color I do like from them. It's called Deep Throat. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more of a softer pink. And then I love their, um, I think they do like purples really well. I say mm-hmm. purple, but I know you know what I, like a plum, plum. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they do those just classic colors. I think they just do really well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at Orgasm X and it's described as a shimmering deep coral with golden pearl. Mm-hmm, girl, it is so pretty. I put it on my hand and I just like couldn't walk away. Yeah, that's really <sighs> that's really pretty. The golden pearl almost has like an orange, but not in a bad way. 
Not in a bad way. It's it's There's really pretty. Like a, a peachy because of that coral. Yeah, yeah, like that peachy. I'm thinking of your like spray tan br- brides. Like you're exactly. really that's what I got it for. Yep. Yeah, your spray tan. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Because I have been obsessed with this Bobby Brown stick called Nude Beach, and it's just one of their cream liner sticks. And um, I couldn't find it anywhere at my last Sephora trip. They had it at Ulta this time, so I swatched that on my hand, and that's like almost like your gone to the beach tan girl. And then I put the swatch of orgasm X right under it. And that tan with the pink, like I was just dying. I was dying. Ugh. Um, should we translate our makeup talk right now into our topic for today? Pool face. Pool face. Okay. Yeah. So pool face is, um, what I think a pool face is my best friend usually has like a Memorial day party And my favorite thing to do at her Memorial Day party is to get in the pool and eat a hot dog. And so I'm I'm usually just kind of like shoulders down in the pool. um, And then I sit there and I eat a hot dog in the pool or I eat watermelon and I'm just kind of floating around in the pool, not doing like really intense swimming, but out of the pool, in the pool, things like that. And so I know pictures are going to be taken and I know I'm going to see my friends and, you know, I... And we're not saying that you need to wear makeup to the pool. That's not what we're trying to say here. We're just saying if you wanted to, these are the ways we would suggest doing it. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not my message. My message is, bitch, if you want to wear makeup to the motherfucking pool, you wear makeup to the motherfucking pool. And if you want to turn out of the pool, you turn out of the pool. My vision is a little bit different. I am laying on the pool chair. It's actually a chase. My hair is in a high slick pony. My braid is 33 inches long down to the ground and I am wearing my beautiful beat face and I will only put my little tan toes into the water and that's it. I imagine you in white sunglasses too. Thick rims. Yes. yes. Thick rimmed. I need to be being fanned by a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's but- that refreshing that we can all have a different pool face you are eating hot dogs and having fun and I am just slaying with bitch face (laughs) it's my yearly hot dog I do it at memorial day and I eat it in the pool because it tastes better in the pool I love that for you thank you um so for your foundation or base you go ahead and talk about what you recommend for that Yeah. So I like to add a pinch of foundation to my SPF rather than going for a CC cream, because I think this gives you a lot more SPF coverage. And let's be real, like sometimes the coverage of a CC cream is so light and watery. And for those of us girls with like hyperpigmentation or if we're trying to cover anything on our face, you just want a little tiny bit more coverage. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I had been adding a pinch of foundation to my moisturizer or SPF since high school. Since high school, a person that you and I are both friends with that we knew in high school actually showed me this trick and it blew my mind. I was like, wait, I can make my own tinted moisturizer. And so I do this today with my SPF. Um, I'll just add a little bit of some kind of color, cosmetic color base into my sunscreen and then go from there. And And I tend to like the texture and everything a lot better. Also think of the color range that we have with foundations. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just talking to a girl this weekend and she said she felt so much pressure to go to a BB cream or a CC cream because for a while that was like promoted as what's healthy for your skin and everything else will break you out. But really there's not a great shade coverage. And if you want the extra coverage on your skin, we're not going to find it. So don't, don't hate on the foundation. I know we went the full coverage route and that was scary. And then we were going like no makeup with the CC cream, but don't forget there's that middle ground where you can just find like, 
even your nice like fit me drugstore foundation and just put a little dot into your SPF and rub that on your face. You know what I used to do this with I forever is um, the true blend L'Oreal true blend. Yeah, that's such, a good one. Such an OG, right? But mm-hmm. I, the esthetician in me is required to let you know that anytime you add something into your SPF, this does dilute your sun protection. So just so mm-hmm. you know, you're, if it's an SPF 50 and you're adding a little bit of foundation, don't count on that as still maintaining an SPF 50. And reapply every two hours. Reapply mm-hmm. till you die, right? Yes. So oh, I love um, speaking of reapplying, I want to talk about in one of my speed reviews. So I bought the Milani setting spray that has, it's an SPF, it's SPF 35 setting spray. And I bought this specifically for reapplication. Um, it does have an alcohol scent to it that, you know, it goes away, but that immediate alcohol scent. Um, but this is a great way to kind of reapply your sunscreen in these situations. Cause that's always a tough one, especially if you have pool face on, right? So this is a cool this is a nice way to get your kind of cool refreshing mist but also make sure you've got some sunscreen on and it gives your um body that glow that scott barnes spf on the chest glow too so you you'll you'll, thank you for that that's super helpful i want to get that Mm -hmm. yeah um milani i also get at cvs Oh, good. Okay. Well, then now I have two things to get there. All right. Tell us a little bit about tinted sunscreen. Yes. This is kind of my favorite thing because, um, you know, living in the South, there are many days where I do not want anything on my face in the summer. And so tinted sunscreen is kind of my go-to. Um, my 2021 um, Beauty Guides Award winner, which is the Bliss Block Star sunscreen. But I've also used ones by Color Science. They're a little more expensive expensive. And then Neutrogena has tinted sunscreen. It's in their kind of makeup section, but they make tinted sunscreens too. And then um, more and more companies are coming out with these tinted sunscreens now. So this is a really good option too. I will say the shade range for tinted sunscreens really isn't where it should be though at all. Um, And if you are looking for deeper shades, you um, do have to go with these higher end brands and kind of pay a little bit more, which is why your trick of adding just a little bit of foundation to your SPF and making your own tinted sunscreen is so genius. Yes. And I also want to note that if you do want the coverage and you're using a foundation, use a matte foundation in the formula. And um, one that I would suggest is the Fenty foundation because it really sticks to the face for the heat. Kelsey and I have both had experience with it. Yeah, for sure. So for mascara, we really want you to go with like a waterproof or tubing mascara. Um, For me, I always talk about the Thrive Cosmetics tubing mascara. Um, This is not the only tubing mascara out there. It just is my favorite. I have someone who has very watery eyes um, and I don't like to wear waterproof mascara every day just because the removal process can be a little tough. So tubing mascara is something that I feel confident wearing every day, but I know it's not going to run on my face. Tubing mascara, the way it works is it doesn't come off until you rinse it with warm water. So just swimming in the pool or ocean, you know, it's not that warm enough to remove it. Um, I have worn this swimming full face under the water and everything and it does not come off. So I'm a really big fan of that one. But um, lots of brands make tubing mascara. Let's see. Clinique makes one. Um, who else? I just tried one recently by from the drugstore that I don't remember. Oh, Essence makes one. Essence makes a tubing mascara too. And yeah, I would suggest Essence for their waterproof mascara Mm -hmm. as well. And another good waterproof is the old school Maybelline pink and green bottle. Classic, 
classic pink and green. There's um there's a meme of um the guy that plays Detective Elliot Stabler from SVU where he's in that pink and green outfit. He's like, oh, I've seen that. <laughs> and it was like Maybelline mascara watching you pick other mascaras or something like that, where that he's pretending to be the Maybelline mascara is really funny. Yes. Um, the other thing I do a lot in the summer is I just skip mascara altogether because my eyes are so sensitive. I really, I'll just skip mascara and go for a brow gel. Kind of my classic summer look is really just blush and brow with naked eyes. And the person who really, I think, inspired this look for me is Drew Barrymore. Because if you see Drew Barrymore on her talk show and in her day-to-day life, she generally does not have eye makeup on or will just wear eyeshadow without mascara. And it's such a cool look. And I and I just think it's kind of a fresh face look too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think people thinking you need mascara or like worrying if you don't have long eyelashes or like black eyelashes is very weird. It's a, it's a very mental ill way of looking at yourself. (laughs) So yeah, that's cute. Um, the next thing we can go into is cheeks. I love cheeks. Clearly they're like my favorite. I love blush. Um, I would go with a liquid or a cream blush for the pool and the Selena Gomez rare beauty liquid blushes are stunning. You cannot go wrong with them. Um, I also really like the Fenty blushes as well. She has some really fun, um, super bright colors, one called like strawberry drip, um, like really colors that bring the heat, which is what you kind of want for being around the pool in the summertime. I want to try a rare beauty liquid blush, but I, I'm going to tell you, I'm really intimidated by them. They are scary. Like there is a learning curve and it's, but it's amazing. Yeah. So I, I think you're going in with the right attitude. <laughs> now, so for, for me, I can work with a cream blush, but liquid blush, I'm, I'm just very intimidated. And also the Selena blushes look, um, the liquid blushes look very pigmented, very, very, very pigmented. Like you would just need the smallest amount. Yeah. Like that's basically all they are is pigment. That's why I'm like, it can be really scary. Cause I remember the first time it kind of comes with one of those little, um, claw foots and I put it on my palette and it's just pure pigment. And it's like, I don't know how this is going to react on the mm-hmm. skin, but you just kind of like go for it and you know how to fix it if anything happens. But it's definitely my favorite blush for, I really love, um, the look right now that's in where people are putting blush almost on the upper contour of their face and it's really lifting the face. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really like this blush for that trend because you can just kind of place a few dots on the highest point of your cheekbones right under your eye. And then you can take, um, your ring finger and the middle finger and just kind of like dab and press anything in, or you can use a sponge or even a brush, but Mm -hmm. it just kind of gives that whisper of pigment. Um, Mm that's really I love that whisper of pigment mm-hmm. super cute okay and then for lips um everyone knows we love the Maybelline lip crayons because this shit stays <laughs> I I have worn this um I went to two weddings this spring and I have worn two colors I wore the red one to the Easter party I went to and I love it because I eat and drink and I do stuff all day and I do not worry about this lip color and it's still on. So Kelsey question, have you tested eating the hot dog with the lip crayon? (laughs) No, but I will this year. I'll put it through the hot dog test (laughs) for science. Yes. um, She made out with a hot dog. 
yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, there's a few options for the lip. Um, mm-hmm. Bright lips are really pretty, like a hot pink mm-hmm. lip. Um, bold lips are hot, like a red. I also love a clear glossy gloss situation. I did find a new gloss this weekend that I am obsessed with. It's by NYX, mm-hmm. and it's an electrolyte gloss and it's like a super, super skinny, long bomb gloss. And they have all these, um, different fruity, fruity flavors like guava or coconut. And it's just, it takes me back to uh, lip smackers a little mm. bit, but I like the electrolyte property in it. Cause it definitely feels really refreshing on the lips. I was going to say, um, we're also seeing this, um, lip oil kind of becoming really really popular right now and I'm totally here for a lip oil it's such a it's kind of like a the best world of a gloss and a balm Mm -hmm. agreed Uh, and just really good for your lips mm -hmm. yeah oh um and then also um tinted lip balm and get one with SPF sun balm Neutrogena and Bird's Bees all make tinted lip balms with a little SPF do not neglect SPF on your lips they will get burned if anyone if anyone's had their lips sunburned they can tell you it is horrific so you know and this way you can get a little bit of color but you're also protecting your lips so true. Okay, let's go on to some liner. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of like a super thin cat eye for the pool, not only in black, but in like a bright color, like an electric blue or an indigo. You um, you are living this poolside fantasy and I love that for you. I, yeah, am I really? <laughs> okay, I also love shimmer as eyeliner underneath the eyes and in the inner corner. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a good uh, waterproof eyeliner, I would go for Urban Decay Perversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makeup Forever eyeliners are really good as well. And I bet Wet and Wild makes a good one that probably sticks. But I did try some of the NYX waterproof eyeliner this weekend. I bought one in a yellow and it was disgusting. So don't <laughs> don't use the NYX ones. And this is somewhere where I think even a um you know, I love my, my eye crayons, my shadow, shadow sticks and just a little shimmer shadow sticks inner corner, or even smudged all across the lid in just kind of a nice shimmer color. Super easy. Beautiful. And some of us start like seeing more of the veins on our eyes and stuff as we get older. And if that kind of like, you're not loving it, you can kind of diffuse that with just putting like a nice little shimmer cream shadow and, um, yeah, it'll work itself out. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some hair. Braids are super cute. I also live for like a slick and sleek ponytail and I love a center part low pony for the pool. Um, I love your your 33-inch long braid that you're rocking <laughs> at the pool too. I mean, for me, I usually have a hat on, to be honest. I want to keep the sun off my face. And so my hair is usually in a low bun with my hat, but I do love two braids too. So cute. So in my high pony, I was definitely going to be wearing like a really sleek visor Mm. that would cover the majority of my face because, yeah, we're not going to get those Mm -hmm. those wrinkles. Um, Okay, I want to get into like my favorite part, the highlighter, like Mm -hmm. so you can look like a hot mermaid when you come out of the water. Um, Danessa Myricks has a product out called the Dew Balm. It is a must try. It's a it's literally a bomb. Um. And it's clear. They have it in a bunch of different colors. Very opaque. Uh, I just can't describe it. It feels almost like a jelly, 
But wherever you put this on your body, there's no texture like you would see from a powder. It literally just makes the planes of the face or the body glisten. So I have been using this all weekend on all of my clients on the decollete and on their shoulders and on my bride, like on their chest, if they're wearing like a low cut gown. Um, but you can also put it on the cheeks. It's just amazing. Please look at it. It's on Sephora. It's called Danessa Myrick's Dew Balm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So what color do you have? Oh, yes. Let me tell you. So I got the clear. The clear. Okay. But I got a few. I have three of them. Oh. Um, (laughs) I also got the bronze because people are really tan in the summer Mm -hmm. and people like to be tanner on their chest. Mm -hmm. And then I got the one that looks like kind of like a white crystal, but I can't remember the name. Like an icing. Morning morning dew. And then there's holy holy water, which is the icy pink. And then there is the clear. Okay. These are really interesting. But I I want the rose water. (laughs) So are these not just aquaphor? Is this just not Vaseline? What is the ingredient list? It it feels, no, it's jojoba oil. Okay. Yeah, because it feels totally different than that. Um, Yeah. Okay. Basically, your jojoba oils and mineral oils and okay. Well, oh, sorry, it's free of mineral oil. Okay, so this does have like a a very unique consistency to it. Is, is oh what you're yes, saying. it's like I'm I'm freaking out about it and I can't explain it because it's not like anything I've ever tried before. Mm. Um, also, it says that the jojoba oil helps with sebum production, which this kind of product I would think it would kind of like. You would think it would make you like oily or greasy, but it does not. It just like sits on the skin right where you put it. It doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Well, jojoba oil, um, our skin really likes jojoba oil. It naturally mimics our own sebum. So um, we kind of call that a, a bioavailable ingredient or a, a skin loving ingredient. So that makes sense that it kind of meshes with the skin versus an aquaphor or a Vaseline, which is like a mineral oil, which is going to sit on top of the skin. So that does make sense of what you're explaining, how this works and how this feels and why it, it does feel feel different. Yes. And it like, are you looking at the pictures on Sephora of like yes. the skin and what it looks like? Yes. The, the, um, As, I, so something like makeup artists do is we basically flatten out the face, make it one cohesive look. And if you're looking for a dewy look, we put the dew back into the skin. So that's, what's so amazing about this product because it looks like a skin finish, just like Kelsey's saying how hobo oil mimics the skin. So like, that's really what's happening. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's the beautiful. pictures are flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's how I get a lot of the rosy cheeks and the highlight on my stuff is either the Dior palette or this one. Yeah. Um, so then you wanted to talk about synchronized swimmers and I love this. So tell us about this. Yeah. yeah so um, I read some articles from synchronized swimmers on the makeup that they wear because uh, they have to go underwater. And I thought it was really interesting because Makeup Forever's Aqualine is the most water resistant makeup. And the brand had a group of synchronized swimmers test the product. Mm-hmm. So there were also some other holy grail makeup that they used. Um, the Makeup Forever Aqua Smoky Mascara was their mascara of choice, as well as the pink and green Maybelline. They like the Benefit Cosmetics Benetit Rose Lip and Cheek Tint. Yeah, that so the Benetint that is their benefits first product is this Benetint, and essentially it was an exotic dancer looking for a way to make her nipples a little more pink and a little more red, and so it's a it's a stain, it's a liquid stain, but it's their OG product. 
I love that. That's why I freak out about makeup. That's so cool. She had a problem. We found the solution. Yes. Okay. So then they said the Wet n Wild Mega Last Liquid Catsuit Matte Lipstick. Mm -hmm. I believe that because anything Wet n Wild is just like filled with alcohol and will Mm -hmm. just like stick to you. Um, Also, the Benefit Cosmetics Stay Don't Stray 360 Degrees Stay Put Eyeshadow Primer. Mm -hmm. That was interesting because who doesn't want an eyeshadow primer that's going to stick? Smashbox, the original photo finish, smooth and blur oil-free primer. They also use the Makeup Forever Aqua Seal, which is a product that makes anything waterproof when you add it to this solution. And they said if you're in a pinch, Aquaphor, because it's an occlusive. Just like you were saying, Kelsey, uh-huh. um, they said basically put Aquaphor over your face and the water won't get to it and break it down. And then they also used gelatin as a hair gel. That is so crazy to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. But I remember reading about the Makeup Forever Aqua Resist and that that is what the synchronized swimmers use. I It makes me want, I should get some of that eyeliner and see how my watery eyes do with it. I'll do it for science. I'll do it for science. Yeah, I use the Makeup Forever eyeliners and they really are amazing. It's the only thing that will stay put on my eyes other than the Urban Decay pencil. And I know the Urban Decays, they make your eyes burn, don't they? They do. Everything makes my eyes burn. I know, but maybe this one won't. And I hope because I know that it works really well that it will be your holy grail. Oh, maybe I'll get it in a fun blue color too. <gasps> so Urban Decay has a color called Chaos. and Yes. Um, yes. By Spencer. Okay, so Trevor tried to do something really nice for me and like get it this weekend like because we couldn't find it at Ulta. But they also lied and it's like curbside pickup. So I'm going to get it eventually, but it's going to be like a week or so out. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Did you see the painted by Spencer where he was wearing it? No, but I know that color from working at Alta and just like, it's just the, the prettiest blue, just the like a, a really just vibrant classic blue. And, yeah. um, you know, Urban Decay, they are kind of known for their eyeliners and all these really vibrant, beautiful colors. And I would just stare at the display when I worked at Ulta and just be so jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are so pretty. I'm obsessed. I can't wait to get it. Um, okay, so should we talk about our moments of anarchy and the things we're grateful for? Yes, you go first. Okay, so I'm super grateful. Um, there is this little park, um, maybe a half hour north of me that I kind of stumbled upon one day um, when I was in that area. And it is a, just a free wild, a park that has um, some wildlife conservation to it. And I went last weekend, kind of in the evening, it was just a nice day and, and I wanted to go look for turtles. And when I got there, it happened to be wood stork nesting season. And I stumbled upon just hundreds of wood storks with little babies and their nests. And it was incredible. And I couldn't believe it. And I felt so lucky that I happened to be there. And I went there at about 5 p.m., which is when birds are roosting, which means they kind of just go into the trees to settle for the night. So they kind of congregate. And I just it felt so special and so awesome to be there. And it just was, you know, it's springtime. So it's, you know, mating season, nesting season. And it just felt so cool to see all these birds. They um, wood storks are giant white birds that were almost hunted to extinction um <laughs> like the what I talked about at the beginning of the episode um and so to see so many of them and to see them with babies it, it was just it was so cool it felt so awesome yeah that sounds magical um what are you grateful for I am really grateful that people are being really receptive when I talk about mental health on my stories mm. 
Yeah, you talked about imposter syndrome. You had a dream and you were talking about imposter syndrome and, and you said, you know, everyone was, you got a lot of good feedback from that. I did. Yeah. And I just have not stopped talking about mental health on my stories every day and just relating to a lot of people. And that's also my anarchy for this week because Mm -hmm. I was kind of um, working with someone that made me feel that like your professional image should be so guarded and you should not talk about these vulnerable things because people will judge you and nobody really cares. And um, I'm glad that I let go of that voice and tried it out because it's really connecting me to new people in such a great way that is exactly how I want to show up in my career because my career is also has a lot to do with mental health. Like I meet new people all the time and you don't know the headspace that they're in. And everybody wants to hear an encouraging word from somebody that's doing their hair and makeup, which is why I work so much on my energy and being able to be a light in people's life. And also knowing that balance of how to take care of myself when I'm not feeling my best so that I can be my best when I go out in the world. Yeah, we, you know, as hair and makeup artists and estheticians, we're in such intimate settings with people that we do need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves so we can be there for the people that we take care of. Um, mm-hmm. And especially, you know, and I think people respond really well to vulnerability. And I think it's it's really awesome that you're putting yourself out there. Um, it reminds me of when I decided to just start showing my acne. Um, you know, and I was really, I'm an esthetician. I'm supposed to have perfect skin and I just, just like, screw it. I'm not putting filters on my pictures and I'm showing my acne and I'm showing how bad it is. And I, people have overwhelmingly positively respond to that, that I think when we are a little vulnerable to strangers and not strangers on the internet, the, the feedback is, is awesome. Yeah. And I think it's also super inspiring because you doing that also made me realize that I want to show up authentically on the internet. You know, I don't want to, be one of these people that live in a prison of like the facade that they put out to the world. So I also started showing more of my naked face as well, because you inspired me to do that. And look at how you can keep that movement going. You know, look at us inspiring and supporting each other. I love that. Okay, what was your anarchy? Okay, so Aaron and I went and saw um, the movie The Northman, which has era Alexander Skarsgård, which he was from True Blood. I don't know if you watched True Blood. Girl, I am. Woo! Okay. Yes! Okay, so The Northman, this is a true Viking chaotic film. Um, takes place in Iceland, and it is some Viking chaos. It's revenge. It's mushrooms. It's psychedelics. It is gods and goddesses and animal spirits and um, chantings and weird men that live in caves. And it was such a good movie, well-done movie. It's by the same people that did The Witch, and it had Anya Taylor-Joy. And I just feel like more and more paganism is popping out to me and I'm seeing it more and more and I want to talk about it more. And I think it's an important part of human history that, you know, the, the church has tried to cover up for so long, but I think that's who we are authentically as humans is connected to nature and connected to seasons. And, um, I just, I love seeing all of that be really embraced and talked about, um, openly more. And, you know, I just, if you've ever grown plants and that just awesome feeling of connecting with nature through just growing plants, um, I just think we lose a lot of that. And so I'm just excited to see that talk about more. It always just excites me. 
For sure. Society definitely pulls us away from being in nature and like all of those things that come so naturally to us as animals, as a species. And I love that you're so passionate about that because I like to talk about it too. Well, just how we talked about last time about how Easter is a pagan holiday that like nobody, nobody really knows the true story about that. Um, and, and why we celebrate Easter and what bunnies have to do with any of it. And I just feel like we should talk about these things. And, you know, this was kind of how people lived for so long in cycles with seasons and nature. And I think that's how we truly belong. You know what um, I was just reminded of is I think right now is like betaine, which is a a fertility festival in culture maybe, but how interesting that that's going on during the Roe versus Wade situation because that's the third thing where Christianity came in and was like, now I control your bodies, bitches. And we're like, you took away all the good pagan stuff and you're like mean, go away. You know what? I think that is my other moment of anarchy is normally I do not talk politics in my classroom or let my students talk about it or I don't want it to be talked about like specific politics. But Mm -hmm. I was like, y'all need to know what the Supreme Court is doing because y'all are females and some of you are moms and you need to be aware of what's happening right now. And I I think just talking about it and making people uncomfortable about it, you should feel uncomfortable because this makes all of us feel uncomfortable. This is this is alarming. This is alarming. Absolutely. Oh, that's not a good way to end it. Um, Girl power. (laughs) Girl power is how we're going to end that and live in our best girl power life. We're allowed to be aware and still choose bliss and happiness in our life. (laughs) And and if you want to eat a hot dog in a pool, eat the freaking hot dog in the pool. And Kelsey will let you know soon if you want to eat a hot dog in a pool, whether or not to use Maybelline lip color crayon. (laughs) I will. I'll update everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and tuning in and um, spending time with us. And please, you know, DM us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, send us an email. We're also on Facebook, all the social medias. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you've been trying out. If you have beauty questions, we always answer them. We always answer our DMs. Unless you're, oh, and we even got a sugar daddy in our DMs. So that means we're, we're doing something right. Maybe um, we'll actually get funding and we can like, you know, get bigger. <laughs> maybe. Um, thanks for everybody for listening and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.